Hi, I'm Patricia Lundy, your co-host for Aragon Research's podcast, Aragon Live, the podcast for business and IT leaders where Aragon analysts share actionable insights to help you and your business move faster. In this episode, Jim Lundy, CEO and lead analyst at Aragon Research, and Mark Magnaca, president and co-founder of Lego, discuss two best practices sales leaders need to implement now to empower their sales teams. Let's take a listen. Hi, this is Jim Lundy, founder, CEO, and lead analyst at Aragon Research. And today we're talking about two best practices for sales leaders, both the critical onboarding and the regular ongoing training of sales associates, which is really part of this new market we're calling sales learning. Sales learning is one of the areas that often causes the most frustration for sales managers and sales leaders, as well as the individual reps. Today, we're going to hit some of the best practices that we think that you need to worry about and implement. Joining me is Mark Magnaca, president and co-founder of Alego. Mark, it's great to have you join us today. Likewise, Jim. Glad to be here. So, Mark, both of us has been in the sales practice and discipline for years. And one of the things I see is that firms are failing at training for sales. What's your thought here? I agree. I think that over and over again, what we're seeing is that sales learning is still one of the biggest top of mind issues for both sales and sales operations. And it's one of the reasons we attribute much of the growth of Alego, that there's a huge need to remedy this pain point. And you know, the, the biggest piece that I would tell you that is a shift that's happening is the really intuitive understanding that sales leadership has come to, which is that the firehouse approach the traditional, pardon me, the fire hose approach, that traditional approach of flying somebody into that national sales meeting and literally having them drink from a fire hose for three days of knowledge and then leaving that three-day meeting and never doing any follow-up and then wondering why is it that less than 90 days later, people have literally forgotten 80 to 90% with what we call the forgetting curve. And so that is a legitimate pain point in almost every organization because there's a momentum of a lot of these meetings and it takes time to step back and think about what do we need to do differently so that we can have a productive meeting rather than just follow the playbook from last year. Mark, I totally agree. Uh, that's really one of the things is, you know, sometimes teams think, well, we did the sales kickoff, SKO is done, so they're fully trained, let's go. And I think that's the old school way. The newer way is this idea of continuous learning which we're going to dive into right now. So let's go ahead and dive in and talk about some of the best practices that we're seeing out in the market. One of the things that comes up quite a bit as a challenge is the cost and also the speed of sales onboarding. As you indicated, many organizations still do two things. They either do the big sales kickoff, which is really targeted at all the existing sales professionals, and then they also do onboarding And a lot of times today, even today, onboarding sometimes is done in a classroom with instructors. One of the things that I'd make an argument, we think that can be speeded up, is this whole idea of onboarding sales professionals and doing it digitally, which I know is something that a Lego can enable. Yeah, Jim, I have to tell you, uh, it certainly is something that that a Lego can enable. And I'll, I'll tell you what we've seen. We really believe that the way forward is to leverage more digital onboarding. And what we do, video is one part of that. But the thing is, what we've learned is that it's more than just video, and it's still okay to do a boot camp. But when you think about digital onboarding, you think about the bigger experience, what you begin to realize is if you do this right, you can have video, you can have audio, and you can have the sales collateral all in one place. I'll give you an example. 
we have a medical device company that we work with that had a new product that was going to be rolled out in December of last year. And they were going to need to fly 500 reps to Las Vegas the first week of December, which nobody wanted to go to. And the training team basically said, there's no way that we can get all 500 reps certified. And by the way, in this particular case, even though we're big believers in short video, it was a 40-minute demonstration for this particular product. To make a long story short, they decided, instead of doing a pilot, to actually use Alego as the technology to make this happen. And so we launched this literally after Thanksgiving. They had everything ready to go. It was launched to the 500 users. What was amazing is that by December 12th of last year, all 500 people had gone through the certification. A number of them failed the certification on the first go-around, but by the second time, they passed. And the project sponsor said to me, you know, I got to tell you, um, I don't normally share this information with someone who's a vendor, but he said, I, I actually think of you guys more like a partner. And I'm going to tell you right now, here's the math. We had 500 people. Between flights, hotel, meals, and other transfers, you can think in terms of 2000 bucks per person to fly them from all over the country to this location for two days. That does not include the cost of them being out of the office. He said, when you look at what we paid for this software for this group, and you look at what we just saved, we're talking between a 7 and 10x ROI, and this is just in the first month of using it. The word got out at that particular company, and you know, we're now working with them a year later across multiple different groups. So I think what ends up happening is, Jim, people realize this is so obvious when it comes to onboarding and for new product rollout that there's definitely a way to use digital technology to make this more effective. That's a great story, and it's a great example. Another thing I just throw out there is we hire people here at Aragon, and, but I talk to a lot of sales leaders. And so it's the new hire and bringing that new hire on board and you know, getting through all the core materials and sometimes running out of time to get them into those product demonstrations and the role plays. So this whole idea of putting them into the digital role play on day one is kind of a big idea. Role playing has always been one of the things that the best sales managers have used. But now with video, we think it's one of the best practices that all sales leaders should do more of with their teams. So Mark, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but how is a Lego helping to make that video role play part of both the onboarding and the regular ongoing day in the life of knowledge transfer for sales teams? I think that's a great observation. And, and the truth is, in many ways, practice does help make perfect, all right? Even from the beginning of onboarding, helping a manager to assess where somebody is as one part of the equation and helping the, the salesperson themselves gauge where they are. So Allegro is really designed to make it easy for sales professionals to practice. And yes, we absolutely believe in the power of role models to help show you what good looks like. But I'll tell you, Jim, there's another way to talk about the same thing. And this applies to national sales meetings, and it applies to onboarding. It's a, a framework that really derives from the Harvard case study concept. You know, if you think about the, the case study approach in almost every major university around the world is now being used, and the premise of the case study is what I'm going to call the flipped classroom. You get the case study, you do your homework before you get to class, and then you get to class and you interact with your peers and you interact with the professor or the instructor so that the quality of the conversation is much higher than sitting in the classroom and learning. 
And what we're finding for a lot of onboarding is, imagine this, it's a seven-day onboarding as an example, but you have video number one that you're to watch, which is only four minutes before you get to class. Well, what happens is the instructor walks in, they look at the analytics, they see that all 12 of the new hires have watched the video. They're able to jump right into a conversation and start to make it real rather than make it abstract. And I think that whole mindset is a big part of what's shifting across multiple different industries all at once, where people, as they talk at at some of the meetings that we have among our own customers, people are just realizing this is a better way to learn than the old-fashioned rote memory where everybody gets taught the same thing at the same time, despite the obvious differences in their background, education, experience, etc. That's great. Another thing I'll just throw out, one of those benefits is message consistency. I think this is also one of the benefits that you can enable through a sales learning platform. You're right. You know, Jim, I have to tell you that we found that this whole sales learning platform, in the concept, uh, context of that message delivery, is probably the number one thing that senior leaders will talk about. The ability, particularly in highly regulated industries like financial services and medical device and pharmaceuticals, the ability to deliver a message in the right way makes an enormous difference because there's such a high cost if you get it wrong. And even in industries that are not highly regulated, like high-tech, I can tell you that in my experience, there's a very high standard among our high-tech customers, particularly those who are global brands, that they have a way that they approach the marketplace. And it's critically important that their salespeople can talk about the whole message or the whole company or the whole suite and not go off on off the reservation, if you will, and, and kind of wing it and make something up as they go. Well, you know, you just hit on a key point, which is people winging it. Just echo that, that if you can basically leverage your platform to get that consistency, the branding comes out, they end up probably telling a better story. And again, this is one of the reasons when we look at these the benefits we've talked about so far that we really see a separate category kind of spinning up for sales learning. So let's continue with some other aspects of best practices. One that we found that has become a bigger and bigger deal in a digital economy is this idea of just-in-time knowledge. As you mentioned earlier, Mark, that a lot of times when you have the big sales kickoff meeting, 80 to 90% of that knowledge is gone within the first 60 days. They just forget it, partially because there were so much other things going on at the meeting, uh, went in one ear and kind of out the other. That means when a sales professional's you know, out there in the field, they may not have that new information on the product as top of mind. Talk to us a little bit about how Allego is helping sales teams with this just-in-time delivery of knowledge. Well, I'll tell you, Jim, you know, if you think about this statistic, which is it's hard even to get your head wrapped around, this is from the Wall Street Journal, who said that in 2017, YouTube will surpass all broadcast television worldwide in total hours viewed. Now, just think of the implication of that television. It's been around basically since 1950 and really you know, took 10 years or so to fully adopt in the 50s. But by the 60s, it was pretty much the medium in the United States and in most parts of the world. So it's had decades now, uh, 40, 50 years to become the incumbent player. YouTube comes along, and in 12 years, effectively eclipses broadcast television. And one of the things that YouTube did, that Google did in particular, was tune the algorithm so that when you watch any video on YouTube, whether it's a a funny video or whether it's a how-to video, they're beginning to recognize what are you interested in. 
and they're quickly serving you up more of what they think you're going to like. And the fact is, it's working. Because YouTube had a, had a nice growth curve before, but starting four years ago when they implemented this approach, it really has gone on an exponential basis. So what we've learned from that is the following. If you think about a, a typical pyramid in your mind, and at the bottom of the pyramid you say, let's call that base just in case. Jim, when you and I were first coming up in the business, we had to learn a lot of content. For example, I was in the financial services business, and I had to learn all kinds of completely meaningless data to pass what was called the Series 7 exam to be a registered rep broker. And, and I can tell you that 80% of what I, I learned, I literally never used, not one time in a 15-plus year career. So we call that just-in-case learning. And what we're seeing in terms of an evolution is that companies are getting more and more clear that it's not that there's nothing that's mandatory. It's just that the amount of what I'll call just-in-case is a lot smaller than the old school used to think. So if you think about there's some subgroup of knowledge, we'll call it, if you're a salesperson, what is the company story? What is the company value proposition? What are the top 10 objections? Let's assume that a sales rep just mastered those. And by mastered, I mean they've been certified, they've memorized it, they can deliver it professionally. Well, then you move to this idea, really from YouTube, of just in time. And that was kind of what Allego brought to the market. We brought a technology that had a corporate YouTube-like feel but it worked within highly regulated and compliant industries where they didn't want to publish videos on YouTube that could easily be spread. They wanted to keep their most important, precious information locked up within a system that only employees could access. So we brought to the table this just-in-time, which touches on some of the ideas we've talked about in previous conversations, the equivalent of going on YouTube to learn how to do something. Where we see it heading in the near future, and I mean starting in 2018, is the concept of just for me. So the next level beyond just in time is just for me. And that's where, imagine you open up salesforce.com and, and you open up a particular opportunity for company X. And right inside the opportunity, it embeds two or three very relevant videos for you. Maybe a video of one of your peers, a video of one of your product experts, or a video of one of your relationship managers or national accounts people talking about something you need to know before you walk in that door. And then think of the different level that that sales rep is playing when they walk in the door with the confidence of, and knowledge that I know what I'm talking about versus the rep who bumbles in and starts off with the question such as, so tell me about your business. Great. Well, to me, that revolution you brought to the table that sounds like you're upping your game next year with Just For Me I mean, really, this is a new best practice. And one of the things that I make an observation about, which is why this category is starting to break out, is that most of the legacy learning platforms cannot do just in time. They're really focused more on the traditional course delivery. And so it's not just in time. It's not just for me. And again, this is one of the things that sales leaders are recognizing. They need more of that immediate knowledge delivery to improve the quality of the call. You know, Jim, it comes back to what you said before, and the distinction is that the paradigm within most HR organizations was a paradigm of compliance, and what I'll call check the box in that literally they needed people to check the box to prove to regulators that people checked the box, right? 
but it wasn't outcome-based because they didn't have really power or purview over the sales organization anyway. And so what we've realized by having sales leadership involved in every one of the customers that we have, what we realize is sales leaders are outcome-focused. They are more concerned with whether the person has absorbed the knowledge and whether they can use the knowledge versus whether they took a, an online exam and scored that they understand it. And what we found is it's not so much that the traditional LMS is just disappearing, although in some places it is, but more than anything, it's getting moved into the back and it's becoming like a mainframe. And for most organizations, particularly sales organizations, they are interfacing with that LMS through a tapestry of apps, including a Lego. And what we find is that even in companies where the LMS still is playing an important role, so long as we have the ability to share information with their learning record store and, and be able to keep, help them keep track of the things they need to keep track of, in most companies, they are very happy to have a user-friendly, consumer-like application for salespeople to interact with rather than trying to force them to use the desktop-based LMS that most of them had. And what we find is so long as the HR or training team can get what they need for reporting and the sales leadership can get something that's easy to use for their sales team, it works for everybody. Oh, that's excellent. Let's talk a little bit about that aspect of ongoing training. If I'm a manager and I want to assign some courses, can a Lego help me do that, assign courses to my team? Yeah, it sure can. Uh, so it allows people to sign up for specific courses themselves. Or, for example, if I'm your manager, Jim, and I, I do a ride-along with you, and I realize that you don't have mastery on a product set, and I was feeling uncomfortable while you were delivering it, and I was sitting in the back of the office when, you know, when this was happening, we can come out of that meeting and I can say, Jim, I'll tell you what, I'm going to assign this Lego course. It's three short videos. I want you to watch them by the end of the week, and then I need you to circle back with me at that point, and we're going to practice this again to make sure that you've got it. That ability for sales leaders and sales managers to very quickly be able to execute, that's what creates a big part of the power here of a tool that they can use, that they can use on demand, and quite frankly, they don't have to call the training group or the administration group to be able to do this stuff. They can do it themselves, just like they don't need someone else to open up Waze and type in the address for them. They can do that, and, and quite frankly, if you can do that, you can do this. Well, that's great, and it really sounds like it's an enlightening and an empowering experience. So we've covered a lot of ground here today. Are there any other things you'd suggest for a sales leader to keep in mind along with these best practices we just discussed? Yeah, Jim, the last one I'm going to tell you is that uh, we have three pillars of learning in our whole worldview. And the first one is curriculum learning, which we talked a little bit about. That's anything that's course-based or sequential. Then we've got the just-in-time piece that we've covered off on. But the last piece is what I'll call reinforcement. And I think if you, if you go back even to your Xerox days, almost anybody who spent time in sales leadership, in sales management, or in sales training, they'll tell you that the biggest weak spot in training in general is virtually no follow-up or no consistent reinforcement. So one of the ways that Allego has further differentiated from other products in the market is this third pillar, which allows firms to quickly and effectively use the power of mobile video and think of it, Jim, almost like a digital flashcard. You know, most of us know our multiplication tables because someone took the time to go through the flashcards with us and then maybe we practiced on our own. We've got something called flash drills that imagine this. Imagine a new product gets rolled out at the national sales meeting 
that video is captured and chopped up into, say, 10 one-minute chunks. And then imagine if once a day, one minute of that video gets replayed. And then there's a question that you have to answer, yes or no, or multiple choice. So that after 10 days, you've answered 10 questions, and your manager is able to look at a heat map of his or her respective team and be able to quickly ascertain, hey, wait a minute, most of my team is green on this area, but on this one question, I'm red across the board. I need to redeploy the, sh the limited resources I have to the areas where my team has not been deployed or they have not been able to absorb it. And what we're seeing now is in large organizations where if eight of the different management groups are green and one of them is red, you start to wonder what's going on in that group that the group is not absorbing it. So what I would tell you is that the holistic mindset of an approach that handles curriculum learning, approach that handles just-in-time learning, and an approach that helps you reinforce your learning. And recognizing, Jim, that the time is now. So if people are listening to this podcast right now, I'd encourage you to reach out, take a look at alego.com if you want to learn more about it. There's a great case study and in, in Harvard Business Review article on our website that talks about some specific examples related to exactly what you and I have covered today on this podcast. And more than anything, the companies that are going to survive are the ones who are going to evolve the way their salespeople learn. Because it's been predicted that a million sales jobs are going away in the next four years. And I believe that the firms that are going to win are the ones whose sales teams continue to bring relevant insight to their customers. And the only way to do that is to make sure that your salespeople have relevant insight to bring to your customers. So thanks for the opportunity to uh, share some of these stories with you. Mark, that was excellent. And again, uh, for the listeners, we just covered a lot of ground relative to onboarding and best practices in sales learning. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. This has been very informative. Thank you, Jim. Real pleasure and look forward to our next call. Great. Thank you. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to Aragon Research's Aragon Live podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you for listening.